Hey, how you doing? It's Carl Kendrick and welcome back to another episode of In Conversation. In this episode, we chat to Naz Max, who is the owner of FitBoss, as we discuss how he works with men to change their habits and lifestyles to help them lose weight across a 12-week and beyond plan. Don't forget to hit subscribe on whatever platform you are watching or listening to this podcast to keep up to date on all future episodes. Hope you enjoy this. Thank you again. Okay, welcome to another episode of In Conversation with myself, Carl Kendrick, where we talk to everyday people from everyday situations and walks of life. And I'm so glad to join me on this episode is Naz Max. Hi, Naz. Hi, buddy. Thank you for having me on, mate. I am, uh, you know, just, I'm, I'm excited. Me too. So, Naz, you run FitBoss. I do. So, yeah, can you tell cool. us? Can you tell us a little bit about what it is, FitBoss, is and what you do? Yeah, I'm just going to slap my shades back on so I can see you. you no problem. So, yeah, so so essentially, I mean, um, the nitty gritty of the essentials, it's it's um, fitness behavior change coaching. That's what it comes down to, essentially. I've done tons within the fitness industry over the years and kind of navigating my, navigating my way through, figuring out what people actually need. Um, this is kind of where I've ended up doing behavior changes okay. in a nutshell. And how long, how long have you been doing that with FitBoss? What's the, how, how long now? You know what? I can't really put a time on it. I mean, FitBoss is just kind of, it's the current brand name of what I'm doing. Um, I, I've been doing the whole fitness thing for, for almost 20 years and it's just kind of evolved as we've gone along. So I've changed the name of the business here and there and done different things and dipped in and out. So in total, close to 20 years, but the, this current iteration, I've probably been running kind of, um, you know, the FitBoss brand with the group and all that stuff with the guys for the past two or three years. Okay. So twenty odd, say twenty years, doing the fitness industry. So that would be around two thousand, two thousand and one. Obviously, Makes me sound old. There was no social media back then. No. So how did you, how how did you get clients? So how how did you get get you know people working with you back then? Sure. So so back then he was in the gym. I was, I qualified as a PT. It was two two thousand two. So just in twenty years, and I was in the gym. I was walking the gym floor as a personal trainer. Um, and you're just having conversations with people in the gym, just you get clients kind of organically. Well, what you find is when you're in the gym, people tend to come to you. They come to you searching for help. So it was it was really different back then. Everything was a lot different in the fitness industry. So with social media then, um, so I want to touch on the way you do your sort of posting campaigns a little bit later. But social media in general, does that make, does that make your role more easy or more difficult especially when you've got like influencers who are selling diet products on their instagram and yeah. and this kind of stuff does it make it easier for you or harder for you to, to do what you do it, you know what it can be a blessing and a curse it really can it, it's easier to reach people but at the same time everybody else is reaching people um so you're just another voice in the background sticking sticking your hand up so it, i think if you well, it comes to the marketing is involved as well, obviously, We're not just the fitness side of things, but knowing who you serve, who your client is, who your audience is, being able to talk to the right people, talking to, to where they are in life. I think if, you, if you're okay with that and you're doing it from a place of integrity, you can actually speak to, to the people about their own issues. Um, so, I mean, I know who I work with. I know what they're going through. I can have that conversation. So I, I, can, I can break through some of the noise to some degree. With the influencers, 
it can be a bit of a pain because a lot of the time people fall in into the into the like the BS traps. They go down BS alley and get lost a little bit, or they might not. Um, they might have false expectations. But at the same time, if you can be somebody that pulls them away from that, it builds a massive amount of trust. So it, it, yeah, it's a bit of both, I'd say, mate. Blessing and curse. Obviously, January is uh, like a key date in people yeah. resolutions. I'm gonna I'm gonna start losing weight, but come around. You know, two, three, four weeks, five weeks, people sort of just fall fall off the wagon and they get back to old old habits. I suppose that's where you come in and you're teaching people to think differently, how they eat, how they um, <clears throat> how they look at weight loss. And that's where you come in. Obviously, the name Fit Boss, I think obviously looking at your social media profiles, you're targeting a particular demographic of of person. Um, is that, so is it Fit Boss as in Fit Boss, as in a boss, or is Fit Boss about being a boss of your own fitness. What's the what's the meaning behind the brand itself? A bit of both, I suppose, mate. It, it was, um, it's really, what I wanted to do, I wanted to create, um, I mean, you, you'll know this from Man V Fat, and we'll probably chat about that at some point anyway. There's a community, and it makes a difference. So I, I didn't want why I do to be about me. I didn't want it to be like NASA's fitness thing. I wanted it to be um, bigger than me, something that maybe. If I bring other people into or it gets passed on one day. Um, I wanted to be about the people I'm serving, so their community, so they can own it. So like the group I run, the, the Facebook group, it's not just my clients, it's free. Anybody, any any man, if you're male, it's a men's group, uh, you can come and join it. And it's something they can self-identify with. So the, the guys are, um, are wearing t-shirts, um, they tag themselves, morning fit bosses, this is my plan for the day. So it's something they can call themselves. They can say, I'm a fit boss. And it could be, it's whatever that means to them. But from where, where it came from for me was it's just somebody who you know takes charge of their life they're a boss they're the boss of their life they're they're bossing it and it's in the fitness realm but that opens up the doors to other areas so it, it's not the case that you need to be a boss in business per se speak to those guys a lot within my marketing but it's more like you're the boss of, of this you got this does that make sense it's yeah it of... does yeah yeah perfect sense yeah and, and we talk about the group there on facebook in particular the the fit boss group and what I, I'm obviously a member, so we we know. And what I like about sure. that group, it's a space for men to just go ask questions. And there's no there's no judge judging. There's no prejudice. People are, like we had a question today about protein powder, for example. And you know, five, six, or seven people answered the question with their opinion. There was no judging, and it was a, it's an open forum for people to ask general questions and get and get proper answers. And I, I don't feel like they're being judged for what they want to know and people aren't ashamed to say like oh today i had a bad day and there's people there then you know giving a problem up and and you know helping them back to doing where they want to be that's similar to like say man be fat obviously where we met the first time and yeah. do you think do you think having a group of men because it is, it is just men at the moment isn't fit boss yeah do you think having a group of men in that environment as open forum it's it they help each other and massively yeah go on mate sorry you sorry um because obviously men mental health issues fitness issues are not something that they generally go down the pub and talk about no um, it's it's one of those things that gets avoided a lot but i feel that the facebook group it allows them to to generally you know genuinely ask questions and they'll know they'll get a a response of some kind or it helps them to keep on target like we have all of the different motivation mondays and you know and, and where you are wednesdays and it keeps people keep people on track so um obviously you've been 20 you're doing this 20 years now 
was this always have you always wanted to be into fitness or was it something you sort of fell into was how did it how did this start in the first place you we're going back now wow this this makes me feel old <laughs> pushing 40 on before you this year um so no initially i was when i left school i went into mechanical engineering completely completely different thing um and then i went into went into a factory doing some work within you know on, on machines and things got made redundant at a young age I had a nice little pay packet and i thought okay i want to go and I, I left school at 15 left school at a young age it didn't have the best you know didn't do any excess or extra qualifications but i wanted to go back and learn something and it was just something i was really passionate about at the time to be honest with you i don't think i was thinking especially at that age career what i want to do going forward i was just thinking i've got a nice bit of money what would i like to do can i go and get a qualification I'll go and do fitness stuff. That sounds fun. I knew a lot about it. Um, but no, I, I wouldn't have said back then it would have, I don't think, I probably didn't even think about it at the time, but I definitely wasn't the plan to have it as a career. So there wasn't any any solid career plans at all growing up? You just, no. just it was taking, taking it as it comes kind of thing? I think, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And yeah. Um, what I do like about your marketing, as I've mentioned on post today, there, there's actually no BS. I like how it's blunt to the point um but i think that kind of marketing works rather than i think you see some influencers there's some predominant ones especially on facebook and youtube who come across as it's always perfect everything's perfect just do this and you'll get results instantly where i believe your approach i think the way you do the marketing blunt to the point i think it gets people thinking and I think obviously that's what you want. I think that's what you want the result yeah, to be awesome. in it. It's get people thinking. But what I like about your you personally in in this company and the stuff you do is that you practice what you preach. You're not ashamed of showing pictures of you when you wasn't, you know, in the shape you are now. Um, whereas a lot of these fitness gurus and influencers, they seem to have always been great, good looking, ripped. And I think yeah. when you can say to your guys, look, I've been there, I've done what you've done. This is how I can help you. That, is that sort of roughly what you, you know, what you say you do? Because obviously you've done it yourself, and you can you have the methods. Yeah, I, I mean, um, yeah, I, I would. I, I, I think, I think it makes a huge difference just in trust. It, it comes up a lot when I'm speaking to people. Um, they'll say things like, "I know you've been there yourself. I know you've been in the trenches." So, um, without me trying to necessarily always lean down that path. And sometimes I'll spr sprinkle it in, I'll throw it in there, but it's something people always bring up. Um, like if I'm speaking with somebody, I'll say, you know, there, there's hundreds of people, why, why, why are we having a conversation? What makes you think I can help you with this stuff? And it, it almost always comes up. So that tells me it does mean something. And I don't think it's necessarily just knowing what to do, but you, if you've been in a similar situation and you can understand people, like you said, for, for men, it's still a taboo topic. People don't talk about it publicly. If we're in a private group, it makes things a bit easier. That's why it's a, a men's only group because they, they just wouldn't talk about it if women were around. Same as a man be fat, they just won't talk about these things in, in public. Um, but yeah, it, it makes a huge difference, I think. Just, just knowing that somebody else has been there and you can relate to them, you can have a bit of empathy. You'll know what they're going through when, when they, you know, if you give somebody a calorie target or a workout or something else and they can't get it done, Sometimes people beat themselves up over that, but it's not the information, it's the implementation. It's getting it done. Why can't you get it done? What's going on? What's going on with life? How's work? Are you stressed? Um, what's going on in your head? Um, even things like, it might sound strange, but self-belief. 
or self-identity, those things. So if they know you understand them a little bit, I think people feel a little bit more open. They can talk to you. They can be a little bit more vulnerable, which is where you need to go ultimately to get this, this stuff sorted out. What, um, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, perfect sense. What are some of the challenges that your clients face? What's the biggest challenge that some of them face, would you, would you say, in the weight loss? The biggest challenge, I'll make sure I word this the right way. And I'll use the word, but I'm not sure most people, the biggest challenge is overcoming their self-image in a nutshell. That, that's pretty much it. Um, that might sound complicated on the, or it might sound the opposite on the surface. Um, and this runs really deep. So people pick things up from when they're a child and through adulthood and they, they get so much reinforcement of why they can't do something. So let's say you got Bob and he's tried a diet um, 20 times over the past few years. There's two or three weeks, does it all at once, two or three weeks in, it's too much argument with the wife, work is stressful, the kids are running around screaming and shouting, it gets a bit too much and he drops it, he goes back off. Then he does that again and again and again. So now he's got all these reasons why he's reconfirmed to himself over and over and over why I can't do that. And Bob or whoever it is might not even know this is going on. He might never even understand. He might think, I just need you to write me a diet plan or an exercise plan. He probably is not even aware of this to some degree. Um, but he's built these things up. And then when you get so far into things, I, I've made a couple of videos in the group about this. When you, let's say Bob loses some weight, awesome. For some reason, he'll probably end up going backwards. He might re-jump on in a few weeks or a few months later. He could even get to his goal. But if his self-image is still as the big guy, if you want to put a label on it, he will eventually go back to where he was because his actions will have to follow his self-identity. They're going to dictate his actions, what he does. So, yeah, that, that, that's it in a nutshell, pretty much. That's so, what, what you're saying, so what you do then is, is try to is try to identify these these points or markers, and try to break a habit that if he's stressed, he gets a chocolate bar or or does this, and it's all about working. I suppose working with those, trying to identify those sort of um, I'm not going to say stress markers, but just the markers which would make it easier for them to break what break the cycle of what they're trying to do. And yeah, so back. the things that would knock you off. Yeah. Like, um, can I give you some examples? Yeah, of course you can, yeah, sure. Just just having a chat with one of my guys about an hour ago, um, and he's just posted it in the group, you might, you might have seen it. So he's got, um, a client of mine has got an issue where if he's working a late shift, he comes home from dropping the kids off, he's got nothing to do in the morning time. So he ends up snacking. Ends up eating more food, not even hungry. Ends up. So what what we've done, we've we've said the cue of taking the kids to school is going to be you are now going to the gym instead. So takes the kids to school. Let me backtrack a little bit. So you got the habit and you got um, the trigger, the the habit and the reward. So trigger is he walks in the house, goes to pick some food. The result is he feels pretty good afterwards. Um, then he feels like crap a bit later. So now he comes in the house. We're saying we're going to swap the food for you're going to have your workout session on your late shifts. He's going to work out, feel good about it. That's going to reinforce a new habit cycle. If that makes sense. Habit is the habit building is just the one side of it. With with the more of the self image stuff, it's it's a different thing again. So we do exercises like in the first few weeks we do an exercise called um, Who Are You? And I get people to write down like how they eat right now, um, how they see themselves, what they think of their body, what they think of their exercise plan, how they move. 
and they, they're describing how they feel they are right now. And then the next week we get them to do a where do you want to be exercise. Same questions, but imagine yourself in 12 weeks time. How does that look? How do you feel? How are you moving? How are you eating? And then somewhere along the lines, we'll revisit that. And every single time towards the back end of the plan, I'll bring the two up and I'll ask them, which one are you more like now? And they'll almost always say, well, I'm either closer to or I'm at least on the way to being the second guy. And during the time we, we've done other things, we've, we've built in the self-image. Um, so they're, they're two different things at the same time. They fit the behaviors and habits and self-image. They all, they all need to be in place. So you did mention here um, about 12, a 12 week plan. Is that kind of standard you work with clients, the 12 weeks? For the most part, yes. So it, it depends on the person where they are. I mean, sometimes I'll work with somebody um, outside of that scope. I've got a few female clients. I've got a few clients that are outside of my my, my, my target market. But for the, for the most part, everybody comes in and they come into my level one plan, which is a 12-week behavior change program, pretty much, with, with fitness and nutrition and lifestyle and motivation. But the, the fundamental that everything else sits on top of is it's a behavior change plan. So process is, we go through. Is 12 weeks that magic number? That particular, is there a particular reason why it's 12, 12 weeks? So it's just a, a round number for three months? It's No, I, I've trialed and tested it over the years. You know, I've um, I've worked with clients for years when I was doing stuff in the gym and then with more nutrition clients, we've done 12 week and six month and 12 month systems. I find people tend to find it hard to believe if they've got um, some self-image issues or they, they want to reach a goal longer than three months. It's hard to believe you can do it. You need some evidence first. So if I was to say to somebody, right, okay, John, um, where do you want to be in six months? Make your plan. We're going to work towards that. He's less likely to believe he can do that. 12 weeks, it's more believable. You haven't been there, so it's always going to be hard to believe. So 12 weeks seems to be kind of um, a believable state. So we can get you 12 weeks. Once you've got it, you've now got proof. So the, the old cycle of keep repeating and proving to yourself what you can, we've done the opposite. So now you've got proof. You can lose the weights. Your habits are better. You see yourself as a different person. And now... We can set longer goals. We can set a six-month goal or 12 And now they're probably going to believe it. It's more realistic. And what's been some of your uh, your best success stories um, since you've been doing this kind of this kind of work? Wow. Um, if, you, if you can think of any, I'm sure, I'm sure you've had a lot of successes, but any anyone to sort of stick out, which might have maybe possibly almost fallen off, but then turned around and really sort of um, made a success of it. You, you know what I would say? I mean, and it's not so much about, Weight loss becomes the afterthought. I mean, people come into it for weight loss. Um, but what we tend to find most of the time is as people go through the process and they, they achieve the goals and they kind of build up their beliefs, they get to the end of the plan or even halfway through as they move along and they start to think, what else can I do? And losing 20 pounds then turns into, I'm going to run a 30K or do a half marathon or do something else. This, this happens, I'd say, a good 78% of the time people then want to go off and do some event. And if they come into the level two plan, sometimes we'll plan that out when they've got the event. Um, even things like people coming off their diabetes medication, just, just stuff like that, just living more um, when they have better relationships with the wife and the kids. I've got a client right now, he's studying to become a, a nutritionist and a coach himself, oh, great. which is awesome. I'm kind of helping him through the process. And then he's going to go on to help other people. And so in a way, I, I kind of... Um, I get to contribute on a, on a bigger scale and I don't have to be known for that, but it makes, it's a good thing to know you, you're being part of something bigger than yourself, which is why the whole fit boss thing existed in the first place. Not about me. It's about, you know, 
awesome. bigger than me. What are um, what we talk about weight loss uh, in general? What are some of the some of the myths that, that are just are just myths when it comes to to weight loss? If you can name name some, maybe some of the myths. Can you think of anything? Anything that you think you've you've, um, you've been thrown at over the years? And maybe, well, maybe I can bust just some. just literally just just eat a thousand calories a day. That'll do you. That'll make you make you lose weight. <laughs> Depends on, I mean, technically for most people, it probably is the case, but I, I mean, I'd say how, how long can you stick to a thousand calories a day? So if you're talking about, you know, super restrictive diets, um, how long are they going to last? You know, two or three weeks in, what happens when, you know, when, when work is stressful or somebody walks past you with it, with a, an awesome smelling pizza, you go, you know, you go past Greg's and in, in you know, something's going to change, right? Um, myths, there's so many, I mean, I wouldn't know where to start with the myths, to be honest with you. Um, I, I think the best thing is to do is to, like, what would be the basics? Because there, there's thousands of myths, thousands of things you could break. People always, talk, you know, like fasted cardio, burns more fat loss. This is something I, I saw on one of those programs the other day, actually, burns more fat. Um, a lot of the time, the marketers, they misconstrue the research and they make it something it's not. So, you know, fasted cardio and spot reduction some of these things can be true on the minutia but not so yeah, because i say really um, sorry um, that just interrupt. um I, I did see a post when there was a tv show on recently about how to lose weight and i see yeah. the the emojis were were flying in uh, in that post but it does you do watch your program and they think oh yeah they make it look really easy all i gotta do is just is just do this but i suppose when you're being filmed for something you can have a little bit more motivation to to get it done it's not like you sat in your home sat in private you know, like I said, I've got two young children and sometimes they don't go to bed until eight o'clock, nine o'clock. And I've had the urge when they go to bed, I sit on the sofa, rather than cook myself something to eat, I'll just go into the, the snack cupboard and, and just pick a chocolate bar out. Because like I said, we talk about cues and trigger points and that thing when you're tired or about a bad day in work, I used to just pull in a petrol station and just buy two pasties or something just to perk me up. But then I'm still eating, eating later on. So I see what you're saying about these trigger points because... People don't realize that, that there's trigger points there. Like I said, it's, it's, yeah. just, it's just, it's ingrained in, in your behavior. And I suppose that's obviously what you try to, what you, you try to change in, in general. Is that it's kind of bringing awareness to the situation a lot of the time. The, the, the very first thing I have people do is take, um, have people do is, is do a food diary with pictures. For the first, for three or four days, everything you eat and drink, just, just take pictures and then bring them. We'll go over them together. And every single time, I can't think of a time it hasn't happened. They've told me what they would like to change. I don't even, I just sit there, we talk. I, what are your thoughts? Tell me what's going on. And they pick things they would like to change. And, and it's things that they've spotted that week whilst taking the pictures because that awareness is there. The same as, like you said, they, they might not know the triggers, but if you bring some awareness and then they, um, yeah, they, they, they get it. It's huge. What about things like um, calorie tracking apps? Would you say these these work? Like like I don't know, MyFitnessPal or, or this kind of stuff. Do they do they work properly, or are there um, limitations to what they can do, or can they give you false sense of of something? I don't know. Yeah, I think both um, depends on the person, depends on where you are. It's a tool at the end of the day, like anything. A tool can work if it's in the right hands. If it's in the wrong hands, probably not going to work. I don't. I used to. But I don't anymore. I don't force people to track calories. Um, I mean, I would heavily recommend it before. Most of my clients do after a certain stage. When people first come into my plan, I don't have them tracking calories straight away. And um, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. So it's kind of like 
trying to fit a square peg through a round hole. So let's say somebody's got a lifetime worth of bad habits and behaviors, tens and tens of them. If they try and squash those into a tiny, tiny calorie window, probably going to have some problems. They haven't, it's probably going to be tougher if anything. So you've got your bad habits and now you're trying to squeeze them all into a tiny calorie window. They're probably going to get rid of all the things that they like and enjoy to do that. And then just a matter of time until they fall off. So, so what we do initially is we clean things up. So we turn the square peg into a round peg. We shave the edges, we tidy things up. And then after a few weeks time, once we've looked at all the meals and we've, we've covered the basics, we can move that into a calorie target if, if we want to, if it's right for them. And then they can adhere to it more because we've cleaned up the edges. Um, does that make sense? Does yeah, that, yeah, 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 obviously. And do your plans, are they, are they heavily focused on, um, are there a lot of exercise involved in your plans or is it a bit of, a bit of everything, food and exercise or... How do they? How do they generally, in, in sort of, in layman's terms, a bit sort of just a, an example of how a plan plan would work for twelve weeks? Um, really depends on the person. Completely depends on the person. I mean, some people love to strength train, others don't. Some people like doing cardio, others don't. I've got, I've got some guys who they just go for a walk a couple of mornings a week for their exercise. I've got other guys who are strength training and and doing half marathons and run. And some guys turn become where they change direction going through the plan. They'll start doing these things. So. It really depends on the person. There's, there's no kind of blanket, this is your plan. It's what do you like doing? One of the most important things with the exercise and nutrition, um, what do you enjoy? Because we're going to do that. We're going to do what you enjoy. We're not so, gonna... it's, so it's not a, sorry, it's not a fit boss in a box plan. It's literally every single individual has an individual plan tailored, tailored for them. Absolutely. Yeah. That sounds amazing. And um, obviously I've seen some of the success you've had. So obviously at the moment it's just, men is it ever a plan to have a sort of women's women's group or is that something a little bit different to do we do have um a women's group and the, the missus looks after that for me i don't have i've got a couple of female clients or a woman clients um i just don't have the community to really kind of roll that and to be honest with you, i'm not too sure if i i've made the conscious decision quite a while ago that i'm going to work with men because i can help them better than i can help women a good female coach We'll be able to help women more than I can help women. That's the reality of it. But sometimes people will come to you because they trust you more. If it fits, I'll work with them. So the women I do work with, we put them in, in the group so they can chat to the other women. But I don't really, unless you're in there, it, yeah, it's not something you'd really know about. So, you know, so um, I don't think they'll be pushing that, to be honest with you. So as a brand, as a fit boss brand, and that's some, that's, could be something for the future? or, or maybe, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe. So, I, I think going into the future, there'll be, yeah, it'd be nice to do that, to have a bit of both, because a similar thing with the women's group. I mean, the missus, they, they talk and she runs the group and they call each other fit bosses. I think maybe at some stage I'd be still doing the one-to-one stuff. Maybe I might start running my the, kind of the 12-week plan, maybe in more of a group format and having two, like a work with me direct, where you can do the group option. And then I could bring women into that as well. I, I think maybe that might be an option in the, in the next year or so. So obviously at the moment, you do pretty much everything on your own. You're, you are a one-man band when it comes to the fit band. boss. Yes, so would there ever be... Like Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins with the whole <laughs> everything, yeah, that's me. Would you ever bring someone in on board fit boss and have, you know, other people doing the same thing you're doing uh, you know, as part of the brand, the fit boss band, or are you happy to keep it as, as a one-man band? You know what, I've, I've really struggled with this actually. I think... I think I know the answer um, and I need to at some point. I will need to. Um, 
but I don't know, maybe I'm a bit of a controller. I, I like to have, you well, know, I mean, all, the, the, all the pieces. The reason I ask is because obviously you talk about the, your clients and, um, and what triggers and mental health and all that kind of stuff. Surely if you're doing everything yourself all the time, it'd be easier to have other people working for you, doing, doing yeah, you know, absolutely. relieving some of that pressure on you so you can maybe make time for more clients or, and it just, it just frees you up a little bit. Obviously you don't want to be doing this 24 hours a day and it gives you a little bit of free time. And I think FitBoss is a, is a great brand that could work, you know, other parts. It doesn't have to be just local. It could be, you know, nationally or, or across the UK with, yeah. you know, with other people. And so with that being said, what at the moment, uh, we talk about 12-week plans and six-month plans and 12-month plans for your clients. What are your plans? What's your sort of short and sort of long-term plans for the, for the brand? What do you want to achieve? Is there, is there a target? Is there a goal? Or is it just see what, see what comes? Yeah, it's been a bit of both. I think I, I probably need to to make some solid, firm plans. I've been flip-flopping, if I'm being honest with you, whether to kind of keep it small and local and stay the one-man band and just, just have my comfy life because it's nice. I can earn some nice money and do some good work. Um, I don't need to be out there much. Um, I, I can't think of anything worse than being famous, being like an influencer and everybody knowing you. I would hate that. If, if, if I didn't have to, I wouldn't use social media. I'd delete it all tomorrow. I, I need to for, for what I do. Um, but on the same, on the opposite end of that, for, for what I'd like to see happen, it would need to become bigger. It would need to become more of a, a thing outside of myself. I wouldn't need to have other people. It would need to, you know, so that's been a bit of a personal battle for what I want to do to what I would like to see this become ultimately, you know, um, I think at some point it'll yeah i mean i'm probably gonna have to if i want to get to where i want to get to what, what i want it to become i'm gonna have to bring in other coaches and like some of the guys i work with one of them right now is training up himself there's another two people who are talking about who i'm working with at the moment we're talking about they'd like to learn more of this stuff so it could be something like i'm doing with one of my guys helping people work on this to become qualified have a career and maybe that leads to coming into the business and working with me and being one of the coaches. So if we go into not just the one-on-one -on -one stuff, work with me, what I do, but if there's a group format, if there's a digital format, it could be right. So you're going to run this area. We've got multiple coaches, pick your coach. Could look something like that in the future. I think that would be a really good place to get to. What, um, you talk about qualifying there, what kind of qualifications, is there, is there a solid qualification for the stuff you do? Is there also something a bit sort of... It's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty unregulated the industry as a whole, to be honest with you. I mean, anybody can jump in and, and call themselves um, like a nutritionist, a trainer. Uh, I mean, I've, I've got certifications in, you know, personal training and multiple in nutrition and, and a bunch of other stuff as well, which is cool because I could take a bit of a bird's eye view having, you know, all the areas together. But um, it, it's pretty, it's kind of like cowboy land, to be honest with you, as far as the regulations. Anybody, I mean, this is the deal with the fitness influencers, right, on, on Instagram and whatnot. And I'm not knocking them as a whole, because that can be the same thing, because some people can be good and they know what they're doing. But anybody can pretty much call themselves. And this is where some of the distrust comes in and the mis-selling to the public. It does need to be tightened up. Definitely needs to be tightened up and have some regulation in the industry. So I can ask you, what do you think about regulation? Another thing I want to ask is, um, what do you think of these talk about the group session? These obviously there's two major weight loss brands in the UK that are attended by thousands and thousands of people every week in that, that shall not be named. That, that should be named for reasons. Yes. <laughs> in like in 
church halls and where everyone goes turns up and gets weighed and what do you think of this these kind of these kind of plans and you know what's what's your opinion if we can if we can have one of that kind of that kind of weight loss idea or that kind of club idea sure okay so um twofold really the club idea love it think it's awesome from what i've seen maybe it's not done in the right way as a club or a community you know more of a class i think you show up and you just want, you know, a community aspect can, can be a game changer for people on this, this kind of journey. Let's call it, I think that word, but let's use, use it for lack of a better term. Um, as far as kind of the education, the teaching, the science, the fundamentals, personal opinion, not a fan of kind of what gets taught. Having said that, if people enjoy it and it, they like it and they're getting results and it's what they want to do, awesome. What works best for you? What do you want to do? Is it working? Do you like it? I mean, look, I, I could give somebody um, the best plan on paper. If it doesn't fit into their life, if they don't like it, if it's not the right thing for them, it's not going to work. So if they found something that they actually enjoy and they like and they want to do and it works for them, great, let's do that. I've got people um, that I coach and I, I don't write workout plans. They're doing like um, Joe Wicks workouts online. That's their plan for the week, right? How many Joe Wicks workouts are you going to do? Because that's what they want to do. So awesome. You're going to get that done? Probably, yeah, because that's what they want. But yeah, as far as the, the fundamentals and in, in what they teach, I don't think they teach people to become self-reliant. Do, do they teach or do they just preach? Is it, is it, do they do it? Is yeah, it I think more, more of the latter. I mean, huh. I, I think maybe they preach, but I, from what I've seen, they, they do teach. A lot of incorrect things but you, you don't always have to be right as well this is the thing you don't have to be right you have to be effective if it works for somebody mm -hmm. if somebody doesn't really know how much protein they're eating but they're eating enough to hold on to their lean body you know all this stuff awesome it, it doesn't have to be right but it needs to be effective but it there's only only so many times that you can hear um well it worked for me so i'm going back to it again without pulling your hair out and going crazy and it comes up all the time it worked so well for me I'm going to go back and do it again for the 20th time. But you, you go, exactly you, in this, the key you know. word there is you're going back, you know, so obviously yeah. something's gone wrong somewhere uh, along, along the lines. Um, if something works for you, should, should you be able to leave it alone and then you can now go on and know what to do for yourself? You've, you know, you've become self-efficient. Um, That's kind of where I see it. Brilliant. Um, well, I, I, I just want to thank you for coming on. It's been a, it's been a great chat. If people want to, if people want to connect with you, where do they, where they need to be looking for the stuff you do? Best place they can probably connect with me is on Facebook on my own personal profile. And uh, you're probably just going to get bombarded with memes every day. I think I post more memes than I post fitness um, stuff. Um, the website is fitbossweightloss.com. Needs a little bit of a revamp, but Facebook is kind of, is kind of my hub, my home brand. brand are you on, um, and you're on LinkedIn as well, I believe. Are you, are you on I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram on Facebook. I think Facebook is really kind of where I, yeah. where I spend most of the time. There is a group. If anybody wants to join the group as well, you can come and join the group. It's a free group for men. And you don't need to you know, do anything in there. You can just come, you can observe, you can just, um, just, just see other guys, what they're posting, just, you know, get a and how do they find out? Is there, is there a particular URL? Do you, what do they search to, uh, to find that out? is on, um, the group URL. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it is on my own Facebook profile. There's a link to it right on my, my cover image. So I think my Facebook profile is facebook.com slash NAS Fitboss, NAS Fitboss. 
this link directly to the group. Awesome. Yeah. Well, um, well, nice. It's been great talking to you, and I, uh, I really you, appreciate uh, you coming on. And uh, I look forward to seeing um, more of the uh, the success in in the future. So Cheers, thank you. Buddy. Thank you again. I look forward to seeing more 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 of these podcasts. <laughs> Congra- congratulations for congratulations for thank picking you. this off, mate. I'm, I'm excited about seeing where this goes. Uh, thank you again. Cheers. Awesome. Cheers, buddy.